Today is July 5th. It is. So technically, uh, this will not air until next week. Mm. This is the bye week. That's right. So we're recording on July 5th. That's right. By the time you hear this, I will be officially on vacation. In Cancun. In Cancun on a boat. In Cancun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Pitbull, the the artist. Yes. It's his boat. It is his boat. Yeah. 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 So we're going from Miami to Cancun. (laughs) That'll be great. Yeah. In in his yacht. Pitbull was in every song was for, he? for a while. He just showed up everywhere. Oh, that's yeah. what he does. I think that's why they called him Mr. Worldwide. Is that what they called him? I think he, I think that's what he called himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when you call yourself something that no one else calls you. What does that mean? Right. I mean, don't you need the, the external validation? How long does it take your friends? I thought about this as it relates to Sting. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking of. Right. Like, they're like, hey, Gordon. And he's like, hang on. My name's Sting now. And they're like, <laughs> whatever, Gordo. <laughs> oh, Gordo. Yeah, I think that would take a while. I feel like you just need to find a whole new group of friends. to. You might have to start over. Yeah. Or you keep your friends knowing that they're, they're not going to go with your weird name. Yeah. Change. But every new friend, you try and bring them in. But you got to keep those friends separate because it'd be weird if it was like, hey, I'm Sting. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's weird. But I well, imagine name's your name. And of, then they. Well, like a wedding. Yeah, they get together and right. they're like, oh, hey, you're here. This is you're a friend of Gordon's. How do you, how do you like, know? Right. How do you know Sting? Who's Sting? <laughs> Who's Sting? Gordon. This guy. Oh, his name's Gordon. Oh, that's right. I remember like 15 years ago, he tried changing it to Sting. <laughs> we were like, get out of here. That's what a bee does. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, July 5th. Yes. Yesterday was the 4th, and yeah. tomorrow will be the 6th, and I just want to let everybody you're know. You're good at math, and you're good at calendars. Well, one of the things <laughs> I was hoping this podcast would do is just let people you know, know this is how you read a calendar, Yeah, and just basic... Struggle, right? You just had a moment where you're like, is it recording? I did. <laughs> you you want to <laughs> see all those red lights? We're good. Well, he, you haven't said anything about kids yet. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel's like, I haven't brought the, the judgment thing? of the Lord upon this podcast quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's like, what was the first take like? Oh, oh, it was brutal. I was like, it was a hurricane <laughs> of anger. <laughs> and she, Rachel's like, yeah, I do get it. I was like, not the way he got it. He, mm-hmm. he got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So there will be. Uh, we'll put on Facebook. You're gonna be listening to this, and it will already have passed. This is yeah. something we should have done last week, and in our. This is like a time capsule. It is. It's like we are speaking to the future. The people that we're speaking to now, who are gonna hear our voices. Yeah. They're not around today. There, it's gonna be a, like a whole new audience. Yeah. Like. I wonder, I mean, this is, what year is it, 2022? Yeah. So in two weeks, yeah, those new people, when they're hearing this, I mean, how different do you think the world will be? Inflation will be up like a whole nother... 19%. 19%. Yeah. Um, gas prices will probably be $10 a gallon. Mm. Speaking of gallons, gallon of milk. Yeah. I'm guessing seven fifty a gallon. Oof. Well, that's with the meat shortage. 
you know, we yeah. had to eat all the cows. So now the only milk we can get is the dead ones. <laughs> <laughs> We're going around getting milk out of the dead cows. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Chunky. So it sounds like you haven't gotten a lot of sleep again. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are weird. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on off brand uh, Dayquil. Are you? Yeah. Okay. And uh, what, I don't, what do I don't they know how effective it? it is. It's like the Walmart brand, like Equate oh, or whatever. I think, yeah, hope it helps. No, it's not like I found it in an alleyway. Like, yeah. Hey, man, I need Dayquil, but it's something. It's off-brand off and off-shelf. That's right. <laughs> but something stronger. <laughs> There's a dumpster <laughs> behind the Super K. <laughs> all kinds of medicine. Behind the in. pharmacy, yeah. it's all just a mixed-together soup of all these different Bottom discarded right drugs. Side, there's a Tupperware. <laughs> oh, man. Just, you just scoop out of the Tupperware. It's a bunch of <laughs> off-brand. Hope it helps. Stuff. <laughs> if anyone asks, you just say, Gordon sent you. So you, do you feel, because you, your whole house is still fighting the... Oh, yeah. It's it like, yeah. it was one thing, and then it became another thing, and yeah. now it's just this whole new thing that means that we don't sleep. And Yeah. I didn't know this, but apparently toddlers have a heightened gag reflex. And so if they get coughing, they can end up vomiting. And that has happened a considerable amount. Not with Judah, but with Addie. Um, She's just super sensitive to that kind of thing. And I felt so bad because she'll... um, (laughs) So when she... This happened two and a half weeks ago when she... It was at night. It was at like 11 o'clock. And she, she starts fussing in the middle of the night or like what's wrong and so i go in and she's uh saying you know something hurts mm. and i thought she's pointing at her leg like i thought she had a leg cramp or something yeah i was like oh okay so i just started kind of rubbing her leg a little bit and told her stand up that'll help you and i told her to lay back down she's still kind of not feeling great or whatever but i was like mm. okay so i went on my way and two minutes later i hear coughing and like she's you know, beef, but she's beefing it up in yeah. the in her crib, and so oh, I go in. I'm just like, man. "Oh, baby girl, I'm so sorry." And yeah. so we had. She's like, "Thanks for rubbing my leg, Dad." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I felt like a complete dingus. <laughs> she's like, "Is this is this how it's always gonna be?" <laughs> my tummy hurts. Right. Oh, come here. Well, get, here, stretch your toes out. Right. Stand up. That always helps. <laughs> it go never ahead. makes it worse. <laughs> Spin in circles. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lift something heavy with a twisting, (laughs) jerking motion in your back. Right. Um, And so uh, she has this little trainer toilet that we've tried potty training her with, but she's just not there yet. I think she's pretty close, though. But it has this, you know, has a removable little little bowl. Just obviously you got to take care of things. But anyways, it's clean, basically never been used. And so I was just like, you know, that might work for like a puke bucket. So I get that. She's it's she's going through like, you know fits of throwing up and stuff no, all night long and we're using that bucket so now every time she sees that she yeah. just is completely freaked out she's just like no and like yelling and like so when she gets coughing and stuff i'm like i think she's probably gonna puke i'm like what better way to catch it and so i take that in and she she loses it she's uh-huh. just so upset to see that thing so yeah. I, I just feel really bad but yeah so she's mm. she's now having this horrible cough their their noses are these crazy faucets like i feel bad like yeah. they're they're just really gross <laughs> yeah well <laughs> like, i mean yeah and we're going through like a ridiculous amount of tissues yeah um like i think we've killed the rainforest with how many tissues we've gone through um, there's something going around right now like yeah. there's like this summer 
virus going around. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I had a couple of weeks ago. I'm still, you know, yeah, you were really sick. I think I don't know. Did you have a sore throat and cough and stuff? Uh, no. Okay. No, well, then this all is just sinus related. I feel like I've been on the verge of getting whatever yeah. it is that they've like. I've been getting it for like three weeks, yeah. and now it's finally now I'm finally gotten it. Yeah. So. Last night, yesterday, I started getting just a sore throat, not feeling real well. Well, Sunday night, I was getting a sore throat, and like, probably just from singing. Sometimes, you know. Oh, yeah. Sometimes after a Sunday, I'll get a sore throat, and I'm just like, meh, it's because I sang a lot, and that's just how it goes. And then Monday, I woke up, and I'm like, eh, maybe I pushed it. And then, you know, then last night, I was just like, yeah, I don't feel good. Some of of those (laughs) uh, notes in I Believe are pretty high. Yeah, I, uh, we did that, and I was just like, I, it's one of those songs where, for anyone who doesn't know this, there are songs that are written in a particular key, and it's usually pretty high for yeah. a lot of contemporary uh, worship music. And generally, there's a balance to that because you want your congregation to be able to sing it. Right. Um, you know, it does no one any good if they can't sing the song. Right. The flip side of that is there are certain parts or a certain sound to the song that kind of loses its its uh, oomph. Right. When you lower the key too much. Yep. So that was kind of the challenge we were going through. I was just like, you know what? It's a closing song. Let's just try it in the original key. And so we yeah. did at rehearsal. I'm like, man, I haven't sang this high in a long time. Yeah. And if I'm singing this high, I doubt anyone else is really going to be able to join in. And then so I was just thinking, you know what? Do we just stick with it? Do we not? And then, you know, Sunday showed up. I'm like, I never made a decision. <laughs> so I guess we're going <laughs> with this key. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I that was a big reason why I was like, ah, I got a sore throat because I sang super high. Yeah, like I was like, I haven't in a long time. <laughs> and I believe. Yeah, I dropped Seriously, like it's nine. just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard my away. voice today. <laughs> just just try to sing at church. Just see if I can right. still sing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not sticking in it. I think David joined in at that point. Yeah, and David can sing really high too. Yeah, he was doing some harmonies and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, which is cool. It was great to have him on the team. Yeah, I was just going through the that. Sunday video because we edit. Um, like kind of our side that we've recorded in yeah. house because the live stream usually butchers it quite a bit. Yeah, so we want to have a better, yeah, yeah. want to have a better version up. But anyways, his guitar sounded so good. He's got that Kemper. Yeah, I was looking at um the so he has the profiler and then the foot control. Right. Yeah. So they make an all floor unit. Yeah. Now I was looking at that. Yeah. I'm yesterday and I was like, oh man. Dude, but he, I was just talking to him, and I've got the hardwire. We're getting into music stuff. This is great. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I love this. This is great. <laughs> Anyways, no, I have, so like you, we have a pedal board with individual pedals that we've patched together with patch cables. Right. The problem is, is I can't tell you the number of times that like rehearsal will go great. Everything sounds awesome. Nothing changed. Right. And then you show up on Sunday morning, plug in, and nothing works. Right. Or something sounds weird. Or yeah. there's a crackle. Or there's a buzz. And you're just like, what the heck? And so I just, I'm I'm getting so close to just being like, you know what? I, I need to switch to yeah. something. Because it's it just sounds so good and it's so reliable. Um, his only cable running from his yeah, foot pedal is just that Cat 5. Yeah. That's it. Um, I like the idea of just the floor unit. Yeah, it's less money than the yeah you know the big profile, and it's. I wonder what the, the what the difference in value is because I know that's made so that it can it can run and it can power a, a amp. It can run as yeah. a head, I believe, right. yeah. if you want it to. Yeah. So I wonder if there's any like loss in quality. 
between the two. I've AB'd a bunch of it. Yeah. Um, on why well, I haven't personally, but like on videos, I've watched a bunch of it, and it's yeah. good. So there's there's used ones out there. Yeah. Guitar stuff's pricey. It really is. Yeah, it gets expensive. Yeah. But so. I mean, it's that sound makes a huge difference. Yeah, like, for bad, sure. Bad tone is incredibly. Distracting. Oh, it's a huge distraction. Yeah. No, you guys sounded great on Sunday. So, I thought. Yeah, yeah it was we'll great do. having him up there. So we'll anyways. jam tonight. Yeah, you're going to be on team this weekend Man. with your trying to figure uh, out what guitar to play. <laughs> oh, I know which one you should play. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's, it's too flashy. It, it's something. It it's is. beautiful. It is. I, I really it is like pure it. pure rock and roll. It is very rock and roll. Yeah. I thought so. about playing my Wolfgang. My, you should. My that one's just black, right? Yeah. Just yeah, black. It's very pretty. Patent pending. Which one did you play last time? My Sir. Is that the one that's like the wood grain and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Man, that's so pretty. I'm, I am leaning towards that as well. It's between yeah. the Wolfgang and the... The Sir just has more options as When's far the last as. time you played your telly? You got a telly, it. right? Oh, sold you, you sold it? Yeah. When did you sell it? Oh, a while ago. Why would you do that? I wanted a different piece of gear. Yeah. So my rule is, you know. You have um, a Strat though, right? I have a Super Strat and Ibanez, like Super Strat. Yeah. Yeah. It's an HSS. Yeah. Um, which is great. Yeah. Um, how do you like how those those pickups blend? Yeah. 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 They sound really well. That's nice. Because I mean, I'm, I'm a rock and roll guitar player. Yeah. So I need that screaming humbucker that's yeah. every, every tone i hear in my head oh for sure has to do with does it still yeah. get that kind of chunky uh like that that fat strat kind of yeah sound too oh yeah. yeah so you've got a lot of versatility in those i do yeah i, I think i'll probably bring the sir tonight yeah um that's i don't fun. bring the wolfgang out of the house too much anymore just because it's yeah. it's incredibly valuable now it comes out it's just squinting the whole time it hasn't seen sunlight in so long it's yeah it's in the basement i, I, I play it <laughs> But yeah. master has let me out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on the Eddie Van Halen wall of guitars. Oh, that's um, so great. But yeah, that so that's number yeah nineteen twenty. So we are uh, pulling out an old song, not old, but like twenty, what twenty eleven, twenty twelve, uh, exalted one. Yeah, it's got kind of like it's a little beefier guitar wise. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm interested to see how my Gretsch does. Um, well, cause my Gretsch tends to, it can tend to mud up before it gets real. Um, I don't know the, it's tough to, to add a lot of overdrive without it getting muddy. You yeah. know what I mean? So we'll, well see. Well, I've got other gear. I know you do. If you desire, I can, you're more than welcome to. Well, I would have said, can I, can I play your telly? Yeah. But yeah. Mr. I sold it cause, uh, I don't know. You can super strat it. That's true. To. You think that would sound good? Yeah, I haven't played a Stratton forever. Knobs get in the way. Yeah, we, you guys are super bored right now. <laughs> it's true. Anyways, we were going to talk about something none completely of that unrelated. Funny. Okay, <laughs> it's just so, interesting. To us. <laughs> I know. Should so, we welcome people? Maybe we should. Okay, let's do that. All right, welcome to the Atrium of Hope Christian Church <laughs> podcast. I'm Jared, Creative Arts Pastor here at Hope Christian Church. My name is Neil. Cor- mm-hmm. Well, on your birth certificate is Cornelius. So Cor- Cornelius Theodore Bartholomew. Philip the Third, not Bartholomew, Bartholomew, mule, I like that. Yeah, um, there's a little hee haw, and well, that's cool. And my, you come from a long line of farmers. Yeah, so yeah, uh, that's good. And uh, yeah, this is episode twenty one and a half. Is it in a half? <laughs> no, no, no. This no. one is twenty one. The <laughs> yeah. last one was right. we episode twenty. It lost for all time in the. Pit of God's judgment. Yeah. 20 and a half. Yeah. That's the one we posted. <laughs> when Jesus satisfied the law, he satisfied yeah. the wrath of God 
until that podcast. Well, he didn't. He didn't um, <laughs> take on podcast flesh. He took oh, on human flesh. True. So yeah. Yeah. my sins are forgiven, but the sins of that podcast will never be forgiven. <laughs> right. Paul addresses this. Right. It's, it's not me. It's the podcast in me. That That's right. <laughs> I want. I want to cast pod the way one way, but the podcast always goes another way. Well, I'm yeah. so frustrated. These I, two forces opposing. Yeah. That they war within me. That. That's it. So we all have an inner podcast. And boy, don't we? True boy. Yeah. That one last week was a real doozy. Yeah. So, we'll anyways. see where it goes today. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm medicated. You're, uh, I, I don't know. You seem like you're fine. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. You know, we've had a morning. <laughs> it's It's been yeah special. It's good. It is. It's good to to air this. It is. With one another. It is. And and then all of you. All of our friends. Thanks for, yes. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, what do you want to do now? I, I don't know. Normally we do meet and greet. I haven't even thought this far. Okay. <laughs> so how about this? Yeah. Let's, it's time for our favorite segment, meet and greet. Ba-da-ba-bop. I've got a very great question okay, for you. Okay, let's do it. If you got to decide what it was, like what would you choose as the very best meet and greet question? Mm, interesting see this is my lazy way of putting it on you to yeah. come up with a question but on on the spot <laughs> yeah i feel like you're taking advantage of my brain <laughs> right now i i that's fine you exploit me it's <laughs> fine i'll be your puppet <laughs> oh man um i would say an interesting meet and greet question We've done a lot of food stuff. We have. We've done a lot of food stuff. So well, that's the challenge is like I, I find I don't know about you, but I find that I slip into like thematic ways of thinking. And so when I go back to meet and greet, if we've had really good ones, I want to go back into that world. and like, you got to keep it interesting. Right. Right. But at the same time, interesting question is an interesting question, no matter the theme. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I think we've talked about food a lot because it because um, I'm usually hungry. Well, I think yeah, but just people like people like food. They it's do very very familiar. That's true. The question is this: Yeah, if you could have one skill that you don't currently possess, mm -hmm. what would that skill be? Oh, that's a great question, and it's so funny that that's your answer to my question because that's my second meet and greet question. Really? Yeah, it's crazy wow. you said that because I was actually like before you before you said any of those things, I was like, you know what, a great question would be. I so, love synergy. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, great. Yeah. I love taking credit for things that aren't mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do it often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. that's that's a great question. What skill that you don't have would you want to have? Ooh, man. Um in life, I often think like I would <laughs> what? <laughs> you went walking. Let's <laughs> go, yeah. In life. No. Maybe. <laughs> I was I don't know, I was thinking um yeah. One skill that I feel like I really, really want, and I could develop if given the time, energy, and money, mm. uh, is is like handyman skills. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to... Uh, there are people that just seem to be able to do anything. Yeah. Um, I like Speaking of David, he's one of those yeah. dudes who yeah, just David, like... Yeah. He can build anything. Yeah. Like none uh, of it lasts. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's he. Uh, I mean, that like, sign is falling apart. No, that's right. No. Um, yeah, highly skilled guy. Well, I mean, I was just thinking the other day of our modular uh, 
welcome desk. Info desk, yeah. Yeah, the info desk. It's beautiful. Yeah. Functional and sturdy. has last is sturdy yeah. and is super practical. Great for what we need it for. And and he built it. Yeah. With his hands. Yeah. Like I think that's a great thing. What do I want to build? And my brain says, I don't know about anything that could be built. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what my brain does. Um, there are things like around the house, like little things that I could do. Um, but I, I just often think like, you know, it'd be cool to be able to, you know, Kevin Ford's another dude yeah. who was just like, you yeah. into their house and yeah. it's like, so like who you paid to do this? Oh, I did this. Yeah. How did, how did you even know what you wanted to do? Yeah. It's, it's not even just being able to do stuff. It's knowing what to do. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I just like the, the home remodeling, that kind of stuff. Like I could. I could steal someone's idea and and I think I could learn to do it. Like YouTube is an amazing tool. And it I, it's not that I lack the ability to do things. It's that I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to hone that that's, you know, to build those skills, to to hone my abilities, that kind of stuff. So given enough time and obviously enough money to actually put into projects and stuff, um, I think I could develop that pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've told you this before, I think, but uh, back a number of years ago, I actually worked uh, for a plumbing company doing new new build right. plumbing, yeah. and I learned <clears throat> I learned something important about myself, and that was that given um, given the opportunity, I can be very handy, um, like to the point where I was very comfortable. We would go in and have to put in a tub and install the plumbing and everything, and the framers framed it wrong, and I had to reframe it, and mm. I did it. You know, and and I I remember being super proud in that moment of being like, you know, I never felt like I would be able to do something like this. Yeah. But I can. And I think a lot of people can do those things given the opportunity and um, and and the training uh, they could do those things to the point where I honestly was like, man, just for life skills, it'd be interesting to take like a, a carpentry class, like through JBS yeah. or something oh, yeah. like in the yeah. evenings, just you know, and obviously I'm not in the place in life where I have any amount of <laughs> free free time to yeah, give to that. Things. I already have a million things going on. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I often think something like that could be super valuable. So anyways, all that's to say is handyman skills. Yeah. Um, whether it's carpentry, um, plumbing. I know a little bit, obviously, because I, I did some of some of that. But electrical, like all of that stuff would be super practical. Yeah. And I, w I wish I knew more. Yeah. What about you? I well, I don't lack any skill. That's true. Um, I was surprised you came up with that question because you're well, that's basically how skilled. I am. There's nothing you cannot do. <laughs> right? There's just... nothing that I Neil can't do. <laughs> that was nice. I like Thank that. you. Um, Is that your theme song? No, I oh, literally okay. can maybe do two and a half things. <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a, so you can do two things and then half of another thing right what are those things i want to hear it so what are the two things but more interestingly i think what is the half thing yeah well uh, um, the the half thing i think would be uh care yeah that's no, true <laughs> <laughs> so guitar you're right cooking oh no <laughs> maybe a maybe little bit care. of care <laughs> that's right yeah yeah, um, uh, I think the half thing is podcast. <laughs> I think I'm that's hoping both that, of us. Both the, of us are right. half skilled in right. podcasting. Well, together the two have become one podcast. That's true. With our powers we're, combined, right. we, we're basically Voltron. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's or what was the what was the Power Ranger thing? Was that Megazord? Oh, I don't. So know. I was in that pocket where I 
I, I didn't watch. I was too old for yeah. Power Rangers. I wasn't allowed for reasons that are still, still be, <laughs> you know, right. that movie or that show is bad. Right. Why? Well, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Look at all that um, gyrating. <laughs> they're just doing flips. Well, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they're up to no good. Right. <laughs> is this satanic? <laughs> right. What are you watching? <laughs> no God-fearing man would do a flip. <laughs> um, oh, my. So, yeah, skill, skill. I, I think I would like to play another instrument. Really? Yeah. Uh, I have always wanted to play piano. Ooh, that's a good one. Like, And my music theory is just garbage. Yeah. Um, I, there was a brief period of time where I was, you know, in, in school mm-hmm. um, taking music theory, and I felt like it was starting to click a little bit. And yeah. then I just, every time I picked up a guitar, I'm like, I just wanted to write songs. I yeah. Didn't wanna, I didn't want to study. Yeah. And music theory a lot you do, you're not even guitar is really tough yeah. the way that it's set up the way that it's tuned so piano uh it was easier to visualize on the piano and so well, i took it seems like music theory is almost made from like it was built off of piano it seems like it i don't i don't know the origin of it i don't um, either it seems but, that way though yeah so i think if i could be a i would love to be a really skilled pianist yeah to just be able to sit down it's such a complete instrument yeah and i find it so so pleasing yeah. um there's some there was when I'm, I'm on instagram there are some pianists that i've followed and um keyboard players and just to just to watch the way that they can just disconnect yeah these two appendages right it's just crazy there's this um guy i don't know i don't know if he's um from spain but a younger guy yeah um and I think his his first name, oddly enough, is is Jesus. Oh. And um, I think maybe Molina or something like that. I'll have to mm. send you his profile. Yeah. The what this individual can do, what this mm-hmm. guy can do, is just absolutely phenomenal. So yeah. yeah, I think if I could pick him another skill, my the second one would be handyman. I'm like you, like, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm just not skilled in that area, and that would be practical. But I think it's just something f- fun to do. Something fun, yeah. I think that would be yeah, learn yeah. like just be able to play yeah the piano yeah just cool. be, it be like limitless yeah that'd be awesome I've thought about that too it'd be cool like because there's a lot of different genres too like, right where like jazz would be sweet oh, man but yeah. then also at the same time it's like that'd be sweet to sit down and like blow everyone's mind with some amazing I think like, the classical stuff is yeah. where I get hooked yeah like I'm I'll watch some of these people it's insane this I mean. Just to be able to, I don't even know how you, and some of them don't have music. How do you right. even remember yeah. all of that? It's crazy. Yeah. So I think that's the, yeah, that's the one. That's really good. Yeah. That was a great question, actually. Thanks. That was, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. So those two meet and greet questions, the first one, mm-hmm. disingenuous. The second one, the second one really was, good. Yeah, it came from a pure place. That yeah, was pure. You're yeah. so pure in heart. Thank you. <laughs> Here's that shirt. Yeah. Trailblazing. <laughs> I have limited shirts. Me too. It's either this or meatball toupee. <laughs> I like them both. I do too. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's meet and greet. That is meet and greet. Let's talk about Sunday. Let's. So Sunday we wrapped up uh, the King of Hearts series. Uh, we did two months of King of Hearts. Yeah. And that's a big. That's a that's a big part of the year. It is. Yeah. That's the yeah. series. 
I don't know. I, I never am like, I need to set out to write a four week series or, you know, like yeah. the series that Mark's doing is four weeks. When I come back that, that one's four weeks and yeah. then it'll be Christmas. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah. So these series just wind up being whatever, whatever they are. Um, yeah. King of Hearts could have been an entire year. I mean, there's just, yeah. there's just that much. Um, fat part of what we're going to do today is uh, some King of Hearts leftover. Ooh. Um, there's something that um, I wound up cutting from the series um, that I've alluded to in the past, and there were just other things I wanted to cover in the series. Um, but I thought the podcast would be a great place to to unpack this a little bit and maybe just have a conversation around it um, yeah. with you as well. Great. But Sunday, yeah, we came out of Romans chapter 10. And in Romans 10, Paul is talking to um, obviously the church in Rome and he's talking about, you know, faith and what faith produces. Yeah. And there's this really well-known Romans 10, nine, there's this uh, well-known in the church uh, verse that says, because if you confess through your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I thought, you know, when I put the series together, this is a, a really well-known verse and uh, Prince's Bride you know, it was one of those things where I'm thinking, you know, I do not think this means what you think it means, Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when people read it. Um, yep. And I run into a lot of people, it, probably more parents than anything, um, parents that have children that are grown yeah. and their children have walked away from the Lord. Mm. And, um, and that's language we use, walked away from the Lord. And I'm sure I could unpack that for a while, but they're, they're not living a, <clears throat> a life that is bearing fruit. Yeah at all and so the parents are you know just packed full of um hurt and sadness yeah. and fear and anxiety yeah and a lot of people that i've run into that it, whether it's parents or anybody else tend to hang their hat on the fact that you know well my kid went to youth group and they prayed this prayer right and so the they're they're in yeah they're saved uh, which is possible yeah um but it's also possible that they're they're not. One of the difficult things that parents and, and people in general have to experience, you know, is when someone appears to be in the faith and then appears to not be in the faith, we're, it becomes difficult because there's really only two categories. They're either in a prodigal period or they, they were never really in the faith right. to begin with, which is where you get that parable of the soils, the thorny and the rocky soil. We've talked about yeah. that so many times. Yep. So um, a lot of parents will hang their, their hat on this idea of my kid confessed and they did believe in the resurrection, uh, which is why it was important for me to, to tie in that piece from first um, John about obedience, keeping commands because uh, faith comes first. And what was happening in that church in Rome is you still had this group of Jewish people uh, that were trying to adhere to the Old Testament law, the Mosaic law, as a means for righteousness. And righteousness, there's kind of two types of righteousness. Um, there's that positional righteousness and then progressive righteousness. Positional righteousness or positional holiness, if you will, is right standing before God, and God does that work. And then the progressive righteousness is right living before mm -hmm. God. And that's work that we do, but God partners with us and that's the Holy Spirit and sin nature. And that's where you get all that fighting and, and all that kind of stuff. So Sunday, what I wanted to do was two things. I wanted to kind of remove that thinking that just because you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, 
that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're saved because you can confess all kinds of things. And there's a difference between believing in your heart and believing in your mind. Mm. Believing in the mind is understanding intellectually that the resurrection took place and you believe that that happened and you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Believing in your heart, that true inner self results in obedience. And one of the ways that, and James talks about this, show me your faith, I'll show you my faith by my works. Right. And so there, there he's talking about uh, progressive righteousness, um, showing positional righteousness. Yeah. So that progressive holiness is what lets us know that we are positionally holy. The works show us that we're saved. Yeah. Um, the works don't earn salvation. Yeah. So Paul is screaming at this, the, you know, this group of, of Jews, even <laughs> kind of, and I didn't address it on Sunday, but he's like, the Gentiles are getting it. Like, because they're doing it through faith. You guys are still trying to earn it. Right. And that language would have been kind of like, maybe a little bit jarring for some of the Jewish people to hear that because, you know, the two just didn't do much mingling, yeah. um, at least at that point. So his desire is to, is to get these Jews to stop trying to think and live their life in a way that obedience leads to salvation. Mm-hmm. It's salvation leads to obedience. So I wanted to unpack that verse and, um, put it in its proper context and its proper understanding that yeah. if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart the true in yourself and that leads to obedience, that's because you're already saved. You can't do those two things unless the Lord plants those things yeah. in you. The big goal of Sunday was to help people who are doubting their salvation. Mm. I run into so many people and have so many conversations with people that are you know, am I really saved? Like, do I really love Jesus? I mean, I still do these sinful things. I still think this way. I still, you know, how do I, how do I know? How do I know? And that's why we went back to first John where John says, you know, I'm sharing these things with you so that you may know you have eternal life. If you believe in the son of God and, and all of this kind of ties together. So my hope on Sunday was that people would leave feeling free. And I thought on a weekend, 4th of July weekend where we celebrate freedom, um, this would be a great time to celebrate freedom in Christ. Yeah, and then reminding good. people, don't don't use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Right. <clears throat> because again, obedience is your barometer. Yeah. That's 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 your wind gauge. That's gonna tell you, you know, which way you're headed. Yeah. Uh, what direction you're headed. Yeah. So still adhere, don't abuse grace, um, but walk out of here free. Mm-hmm. Stop wasting time trying to figure out am I in, am I out, am I in, and am I out? This pursuit of holiness is a good thing there's actually a whole book called pursuit of holiness but pursuit of holiness is a a good thing but the pursuit shouldn't be motivated by the desire for salvation Mm. that can't be it motivation is love fear it's okay right we should fear god we should obey his commands i mean jesus you know, all throughout scriptures and keep my commandments. And so, um, that, that love and, and fear and desire for relationship with the Lord, those are the things that should be motivating us. And those things come from the Holy spirit. Those things are planted in. So I was hoping that on Sunday people would leave, um, that have had, uh, doubts would, would leave feeling encouraged. I wanted to end the series, uh, on a really high note and a very encouraging note. And, with this final question of, is God the king of your heart? Yeah. Is he the king of your heart? Well, what do kings issue? Decrees. Yeah. And are you following, are you following those? And 
it can get a little bit wonky for people sometimes, I think, because, you know, we do talk about works a lot here at Hope, but works as evidence of salvation, not as means to salvation. Yeah. And so it's really important. I mean, we are called to, every time we take communion, we're called to examine ourselves. Well, how, how can you manage what you don't measure? So you have to measure, mm. and what are you supposed to measure, you know? If I, are you, are you more humble now than you were yesterday? That's a really tough one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. If I say yes, that seems arrogant. <laughs> no. Oh, right. Now I'm lying. Um, there's just certain things that the Holy Spirit did, does in the life of a believer that are really yeah. hard to, to manage. Did you have a greater understanding of scripture now yeah. than you did before? Mm, maybe like, yeah. you know, you know more Bible, but right. maybe you don't know more about the Bible. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It's and easier I, to measure over time. Right. And that's part of the frustrations of the Christian walk is that it's so gradual anyways. It is. And that's what Paul's expressing when he says like, I keep doing the things I don't want to do. I know what I want to do and I, right. and I don't do it. I can think of a million ways that that's true about me, and I'm oh, sure yeah. everyone can. Of just yeah. like when I'm outside the moment, when temptation isn't there, and I'm just thinking externally, and we have all the optimism in our mind, and all that that moment of like, I'll never do this again, Lord, I love you so much, that kind of stuff. You know, you have that moment all the time, and, the and end then of the day comes. and then temptation yeah. comes, and pressure, and you know, stress. Um, you know, and 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 over time, if we can see the Lord giving us victory in those those ways that really builds that confidence in what yeah. he's doing in us. And we can trust that he's going to do that. But again, it's not, um, you know, something that you might see, you know, in one day. Um, and that can be frustrating for sure. That's part of what I said on Sunday, because I know there's people out there that they just can't seem to surrender. Uh, I'll use that word, understanding that God does that work in the heart. But, um, because they feel like they're just, there's too much to change. Mm. They're going to have to leave, get a new group of friends, and they're going to have to you know, quit their job, and they're going to have to, now they can't watch TV anymore, and mm. I st- I like Van Halen, and you know I can't listen to that. And, and I said on Sunday, second service, you know, Paul talks about, you know, the old becoming new. Um, but the old becoming new doesn't necessarily mean complete. Mm. Um there you can have something that is new but it's still it's still you Mm. and so if you struggled with certain things prior to knowing christ odds are you're going to struggle in those areas still the difference is is that you'll have victory in christ like the the penalty for those sins is wiped out and you'll start to make progress he doesn't he doesn't expect perfection but he does expect progress and I use this analogy on Sunday um, about, you know, doubting faith uh, of McDonald's mm. and, and getting, you need a job. And so you're walking down the street and you see this, you know, sign, which we've all seen on fast food restaurants, you know, walk in interviews, welcome. And so you see the sign, you read the sign and then you go in. And as soon as you walk in, the manager yells, you know, you're hired. And I use that example, and I was waiting for somebody, and nobody has yet, but I was waiting for somebody to be like, well, you know, in your example, you still have to walk into the McDonald's, right? Kind of that free will <laughs> argument, which is why I said you read a sign, because that's what God does, right? You would have never walked in that McDonald's had you not seen that sign. God draws us to himself. Right. That's what he does. Yep. That's what his spirit does, and he draws us to him, and he begins to do that work. And again, the nuance of how all that 
happens is far beyond my comprehension. Well, if you want to fight, there's a lot of people. I'm sure you could get in a fight in, you know, <laughs> over that. No, I would. It's always fun. I would prefer not to. <laughs> Lots of people like fighting over that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's a. It's an interesting. And you know, I. I think that there's a certain level of um, discussion that's healthy. Oh, so for sure. Surrounding that, yeah. um, it's yeah, friendly, friendly discussion. I think. Yeah. You know, I think it's yeah. As long as like. You know, and those conversations can be even if you don't it, come to agreement on it. Yeah. Um. I mean, there can be a lot of joy and fellowship and friendly jabbing. And oh that yeah. Kind of stuff oh, when yeah. you're both loving the Lord, loving one another, and and are able to kind of not be so prideful over your, yeah. you know, uh, prideful over your particular view. Um. So yeah, you're right. There's there's a fun conversation to be had. <laughs> there, there is <laughs> sometimes. Um. So wanting people to, to just, and in that analogy, you know, I kept saying, just flip the burgers, like, just go yeah. out, just do your work. Just, yeah. um, and my goal in that was to kind of, you know, connect that long-term and short-term memory. There's McDonald's, I think is, um, the largest chain yeah. in the world. And Probably, so yeah. I was hoping that, um, when people see McDonald's that that would, they go, oh, yeah, that's right. I wonder how many McDonald's like restaurants there are. I don't know. We can look that up. It was funny. I had about a, I had maybe a dozen people or so come up to me after service. They're like, there, you know, there's no way I'm not eating a burger for lunch now. <laughs> I talked about <laughs> burgers so much that it uh, gave people a hankering. Yeah. I think Subway is pretty close too. There's a lot of Subway. Yeah. There. That surprisingly. I know. Which is, I think there's more Subways in the United States than there are McDonald's, but there's more McDonald's worldwide. There's a Walmart in Avon. There's a Subway in there. Yeah. Does that count though? I guess it does. It, does. it for sure yeah, does. Cause yeah, because it's its own thing. Okay, so this is saying there's over 38,000 McDonald's locations in over 100 countries. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's really wild. Oh, wait, no, no, no. In 2021, it was 40,000. I don't know. It's odd to see McDonald's closed. Yeah, that is odd. Like, they didn't run out of customers, did they? I don't know. Maybe they just changed locations, poor Maybe. money management. I don't know what it is. Who knows? It's crazy. Yeah, so the goal was to encourage people, stop doubting. Yeah. You know, if you have, if you can't confess that Jesus is Lord and you don't believe in your heart, okay, now that's reason to doubt. Yeah. If you look at your uh, life and you have made peace with sin, mm -hmm. things that are clearly sin, yeah. now, we got, now we've got something to talk about. Right. Um, but if that's not where you're at, if you're just having those moments where... I mean, man, everybody has bad days. People have bad months. People have bad years. For sure. And it, it's just like, yeah. man, it just seems like, you know, pulling teeth to read the Bible and you don't feel like praying and, you yeah. know, your your mouth is just spewing perversion and hate and, mm. and you know, you find yourself lying and just giving into temptation. Yeah. You know, what what is that? Does that mean you're not saved is it that prodigal parent it didn't just get back on track you yeah know, which is why i preached the sermon earlier mm -hmm. you know about guilt yeah all of it was hopefully if i could if not if i i can't do anything <laughs> if god <laughs> if god uh would help remove the guilt from people then they would be ready to receive a message of yeah. just go flip burgers you're, yeah. you're in yeah. but when you feel that guilt and that shame you're questioning whether or not you're you're in and that's the i don't know rachel and i again we're talking about it last night like that's the 
it's un it's unbelievable what Christ did for us. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like I can't even process it. Yeah. Because when someone offends me or um does something against me, man, like the last thing I want to do is forgive. Yeah. The last thing I feel is compassion right. and love and oh, it's okay. Yeah. Even my son, who I love like no one else on right. this earth. It's a yeah. different kind of love that I feel yeah. for Henry. Even with him, there are moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. dude, just pull it together. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll respond in anger. Yeah. But God just keeps his cool and just, you know, he's yeah. just. Yeah. And, and there's certainly payment. Yeah. But he's so gentle and yeah. so loving. I can't. I can't wrap my head around yeah. it, but I've been increasingly this year, perhaps more than any other year, mm. um, because of some of what the Lord is showing me in his word and yeah. how I'm starting to understand it. I've just felt like truly overwhelmed mm. and also relieved Yeah, because I'm a person that will feel like... I. I I have to do something. I'm the worst at receiving gifts. Mm. I don't like getting gifts. Um, I because I don't know what to do. Like I just I never feel I'm like why all the fuss over me and you know like save your money and I'm I'm a miserable person to buy for. And it's not that I'm not thankful. Yeah. I just don't do well receiving gifts. And that's that has been true in my relationship with the Lord, where mm. I'm just like yeah, like somebody else you know, mm. should be leading this church. Like, this is ridiculous. You you know, you should have given Rachel a better husband. You should have given Henry a better father. Like, mm. I'll, I'll think these things sometimes. And so to not be at peace with my sin, but to be at peace with receiving forgiveness mm -hmm. has been a game changer for me. And I've been, I've been in the faith since I was four years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's been nearly 40 years yeah. that um, I've been a believer and I'm just now <laughs> starting to, okay, just move on, dude. Yeah. Like just move on. You had a bad, you had a bad minute. Yeah. You know, you got, you got fired up and reggie. You, you had a prideful thought, you know, you had a lostful mm -hmm. thought. It's just, that's not who you are. It's just what you did. Yeah. And you have a sin nature. It's going to do those things. And stop putting yourself in a position to do those things. And if if you didn't, and it just happened, because you've you took in so much sin early on in life that it just it's in there. Yeah. Um. What are you gonna do? You yeah. Sit here and wallow about it, and then not read your Bible because you're gonna be like, oh, I don't deserve to read the Bible. God's mad at me. <laughs> God's disappointed. God, God isn't disappointed. In order to be disappointed, you have to expect a different outcome. Mm. And He knows the outcome. That's why he sent Jesus. He's not surprised. He's not like, mm, you go. You really <laughs> blew it. Really um, had my hopes up for you today. Yeah. But, so oof. it's it's not, I'm not on this journey of making peace with sin. No. But I'm on this journey of receiving forgiveness and trying yeah. to understand God's grace and mercy yeah. in my own life. Not just how to teach it. Yeah. I can teach it all day long. Um, but to receive it and to... And to be okay receiving that gift has been really challenging for me over the years. Yeah. So I was hoping Sunday would, these past several Sundays, would help people 
be relieved of the of the guilt. Stop feeling guilty. Go get some advice from a good <laughs> Christian, yeah. and then calm down. You're you're in. Yeah, that was the three week. That's how I wanted to end things, kind of around the bases, yeah. um, and come home. That's good. So, what I thought I'd do today is, um, we got one question we're going to cover. Yeah, um, listeners. The bank of questions is diminishing a little bit. We, there have been too many um, withdrawals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any more uh, We do. We do. Um, the questions have kind of slowed down. King of Hearts, I don't know if it, it just, you know, kind of the nature of it. But if you are listening to this podcast and you have a question about anything, please um, send this in. Uh, the podcast isn't going to stop if we don't get questions. I mean, we've got plenty to talk about. Yeah. Certain... More guitar stuff. Right. right. So, if you want to avoid. It's your your choice. <laughs> right. It's either talk about humbuckers or talk about Jesus. <laughs> You're only two choices. Uh, um, but yeah, there is nothing off limits. Please yeah. um, send in send in your questions, yeah. whether it's about a series, whether it's about mm. a particular verse. I mean, even if there's a verse, you're like, what does this verse mean? I mean, yeah. we'll study and we'll get into it. I mean, I feel like if you would preach less clearly than you have, there'd, there'd be more <laughs> questions. So maybe, I wish that were the case. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you drop some comments here or there, like handle some of the subjects poorly. Right. And I think people have a lot of questions like, what did you mean by that? Or... Uh, is that, I don't think that's what it means or, yeah. but this book is what? Now the gospel, according to John Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> oh my And now gosh. reading from Agatha Christie. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There was a mysterious summons to court. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what we're going to do today is we're going to answer, um, uh, one question uh, unrelated to the, the sermon. And then part of what I wanted to do, uh, is kind of this um, King of Hearts leftovers. I wanted to talk yeah. about uh, a pretty well-known verse and j- address this. Um, I had to cut something from this series, and um, this is the one that I cut. But I think um, it was interesting uh, what I kind of found in my study. So mm. we'll start with question uh, number one. All right. Question one. How do you love your children without being too close to them to reprimand them, but also not being too stern and becoming distant? That's a really good question. That is Father Neil. <laughs> Talk to us. Had many sons. <laughs> many sons had Father Neil. Um, yeah, so I don't know if I would necessarily agree that you can maybe be too close to your kids to reprimand them. Um, I don't, I don't believe that that would be, um, the case, Mm. the closest uh, relationship. Well, who's love God, right? God is love. That's how he defines himself in his word. Yeah. So, um, so if God is love, and how does God refer to us? Which means God's love is perfect. We're his. Yeah. We're his kids. Yeah. So, and, and who reprimands us? God. God. So I don't think that there is a way to be too close to your children. But I do understand what this um, listener is, is talking about. Mm-hmm. Because there's this idea. Um, my dad said to me one time, I'm not your friend, I'm your father. Mm. And he was trying to get you know the point across that you know, we're not buddies. Like you yeah. need to do what I say. Like this is not for discussion. Yeah. You know, go clean your room, go do whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm telling you to do. So 
I understand that there is this thought perhaps out there that you can be so buddy buddy with your kids that yeah. your voice loses its authority. Yeah. Um, like we're friends. Yeah. And, but we also have, there's also authority here because you work, you work here. Mm. And, and so one of the things that we talked about in the interview process and one of the things that you had, you know, shared was that desire for relationship, not just that, yeah. you know, working relationship. And you were speaking my language because that's what I desire, but it is, it can be a, a tough thing. No, you're a robot boss. <laughs> <laughs> That hurts my feelings. <laughs> Not shutting down. Like your battery just ran out. <laughs> my battery <laughs> runs on love. Neil, I really need you to show some emotion once <laughs> right. in a while. Please. <laughs> <laughs> there is oil leaking from my eye. <laughs> mm, make it stop. Um, I don't want my robot voice. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so oh, sad. please send in questions we need things to talk about <laughs> no this is the new standard Vinny you like the robot oh no not Vinny hey, hey, hey. here I am oh, alright what's the robot's name is it Rob you see what I did there little joke for you kids okay, <laughs> um, so <laughs> anywho there's this um, you know maybe this idea out there that you, you'll, you'll lose authority and it is, it is challenging, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, you and I are friends, Chad and I are friends, Mark and I are friends, yeah. Bob and I are friends. Like we're all, we're all friends, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like if, if you guys aren't doing something or something falls through the cracks or if I'm not doing something that I told you I was going to do, like there has to be those hard discussions yeah. and can we, is that going to fracture the relationship? And so parents will get real close with their kids and they'll think, you know, they've got this wonderful relationship with their kids and this type of reprimanding and tight relationship can be at any age, I think. Mm -hmm. But, you know, think particularly it's challenging with, with like a teen yeah. because all of a sudden uh, teens become withholding. Mm. Kids, some kids are withholding. I don't have one. Mm. I come home, I'm like, Henry, how was your day? And he's like, listen, I threw this sticky thing on the ceiling. It made a giant mark. Uh, mommy ate my Ritz crackers and she wasn't supposed to. I mean, he just starts. <laughs> I mean, he just fires he's away. Got a list. Yeah, he's like, I was not particularly good when grandpa went to leave. Uh, like, he'll just <laughs> unload. And uh, he's kind of this open book right now. At some point, that's probably going to change. I'm going to come home and be like, you know, how was your day? Yeah. And he's going to be like, whatever, man. You know, <laughs> I assume. Um, I hope sound, it's not that way. Sound just like that, right? So it it can be challenging because once children start to withhold, then the the parent doesn't want them to withhold, and right. so they think, well, if I can be, if we can be mates, right? Or <laughs> 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 well, be mates with my kid here. I love and, that. And uh, you know, then maybe he'll tell me all the bad stuff he's doing. Uh, and so they think that that's going to break down that wall and. Yeah. That, that when that wall breaks down, that will open up the lines of communication, but diminish right. their authoritative voice. Right. I don't think that that's necessarily true, mm. um, that it, it has to be one or the other. Yeah. And then this is not necessarily what they're saying, um, yeah. but also not being too stern for them to become distant. Mm. So I don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily would subscri subscribe to that thinking that you can be, you know, too close to your kid that where you can't reprimand them but they go on to say but also not be too stern to become come distant yeah. so where we need to go is naturally we need to go to god's word and so in ephesians chapter six there's this little chunk at the beginning um that 
addresses children and parents. And the instruction to children is, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I want to stop there. Mm. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. What's that mean? That means parents need to be disciplining, training, commanding things of their children that line up with Scripture. That means that if you as a parent ask your, your child to do something outside of Scripture, they don't have to obey you. They don't. God's law trumps man's law, period. Yeah. So children obey your parents in the Lord, and that has several meanings to it, for this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. So here you've got this instruction to kids. you got to obey mom and dad. Obey them in the Lord. Do everything as unto the Lord, but obey them in the Lord. If they're in the Lord and asking you to do something, then be obedient to that. And then honoring your parents is a part of obedience, but honoring your parents is is a little bit is a little bit different. Um, honoring your parents goes beyond just obedience, cause and effect. Do what I say and, and do it. Honoring your parents could be doing things before they ask. Mm. I know there. I know that there are teens listening to this podcast um, that are still living in their parents' homes. Like I, I know them. Yeah. Listen up, kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> honoring, honoring mom and honoring dad isn't just doing what they tell you to do. It's doing things that you would know they would want you to do before they tell you. Mm. In other words, don't wait for mom and dad to tell you. And I'm going to use a very adolescent uh, example. Don't wait for mom and dad to tell you to do the dishes. Do the dishes. And then when mom and dad come home or mom comes home or dad comes home, I know there's, you know, broken homes out there. They're going to see that and they're going to feel honored. They're going to feel respected. So it's both uh, a reactionary and, and, and being proactive yeah. uh, as it relates to this obedience. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And then, and then he quotes that it may go well with you and that you may live long, long in the land. Then here comes the instruction to to parents, particularly fathers. And we've talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago, I think, on the podcast. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Mm. There's that language again. So children, obey your parents in the Lord. Fathers, and we can safely assume mothers here. It's yeah. interesting that this is for uh, directed towards fathers. Remember headship and order um, that were um, in this culture. You know, men were addressed uh, far more than women yeah. um, when Jesus, you know, came on the scene. And Paul's specifically speaking to, you know, um, the men of Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Ephesus was a place, from what we from what we can gather from, from history, Ephesus was a place that really revered women. And so you would have had women in power. Yeah. And so there was um, some of the home balance was off where men in Ephesians 5 are instructed to, you know, um, you know, we're all instructed to, to walk in love, but then you've got this uh, section, wives and husbands in 522, wives submit to your husbands. We just talked about this, men yeah. love, cherish and nourish. We talked about this last yep. week. Then he continues to, to talk about the, the, the home. So the balance and, and order, men weren't leading um, enough. Women perhaps were leading too much yeah. in areas of spirituality, not in areas of home or decision-making. This is not a problem, you know, the, the wife of noble character that is an industrious woman. Like, yeah. there's no problem with a woman being a CEO. And stuff right. stuff. There's yeah. no problem with that um, at all. This is about 
leading the home spiritually. Yeah. Not that women can't lead the home spiritually, but yeah. they shouldn't have to do that because of the absence of the husband mm-hmm. um, doing what the Lord has asked him to do. So that's why this instruction is specifically to fathers. Do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So discipline and instruction of the Lord. It's absolutely clear that that is, that is primary. This um, idea that if we get too close to our kids that we may not be able to speak into their lives can be, um, I, think it's, I think it's wrong, but I think part of why that can be problematic is because from an early age, we teach kids to obey our words mm. instead of obeying God's word. And parents, uh, if you can connect what you're teaching your child to the Bible, that, that is training a child in the way they should go. Your words are too fallible. Fallible. Mine Mm -hmm. are too fallible. With the same mouth, I will praise God and then curse people. Mm. So my mouth is too filthy. My words are are, are too filthy. But what happens is, is we'll say things like um, to our kids, you know, um, whether it's you know uh, yelling at them or giving them stern instruction. Uh, kids, a, a lot of times we'll be inquisitive and ask why, why do I have to do that? Because I said yeah. so. We'll right. say to our kids, because I said so. Like that's yeah, a yeah. phrase. Yeah. Um, and we want to get away from that phrase. And yeah. this is not shying away from being an authority figure. Mm-hmm. It's reinforcing that God has given you the authority. Mm-hmm. Henry will, will say to me sometimes um, when he's being disciplined, he'll he'll be like, you know, don't don't touch me. Um, you're being mean to me. Mm. And I'll look at him and I'll say, no, I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells me, Henry, that I am to discipline you in the Lord. Mm. And so I'm doing what God asked me to do. Now, do you want me to be disobedient to God? And I'll ask that if I'm a half year old, I can't even really process it. Yeah. But I'm planting the seeds. Yeah, that's good. So if you can connect your words to God's word, yeah. then all of a sudden now you've got horsepower now you can be mm-hmm. friends and we can go back to go back to god's word when it's time to reprimand them yeah and it won't place distance and it's not going to place distance between them and the lord either yeah. and it's not you painting the picture that god is up there with the proverbial mm-hmm. fly swatter just trying to swat down because as much as you talk about the discipline of the lord you need to talk about the love of the lord yeah and so it, the burden really does fall on on parents. Yeah. So how to love your children without being too close to them, to reprimand them, connect everything you say and do within reason to the Bible. Yeah. Particularly in areas of discipline, coaching, and instruction. That's good. Don't keep it just reactionary. Keep it proactive in getting ahead, setting your kids up for, for what's to come. Um, I think that that's that's crucial as as well, so that they're not that they're not blindsided, and it's not you don't use the Bible as a scapegoat, but that's where the power and the authority comes from. All yeah. Scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, righteousness. Second Timothy mm-hmm. three. So attach everything to to God's word. That's good. What do you think? No, that was great. Uh, I I feel like that's almost like a um, a really important like shift in thinking for a lot of people to not feel that they're appealing to their own authority, but ultimately they're appealing to God's authority. Yeah. 
Um, and then it's no longer up to them to dictate and create that, that authority structure. It's, it's up to God and God's word to, to, you know, to govern that. And then you're free to relate to your children in loving ways, still appealing to scripture. Um, and that, that's just really good. That's a really great way of thinking about it. When I, when we started thinking about how are we going to discipline Henry and, and that was a thought. Oh, for um, sure. And Henry's mind works a little bit differently than, than, um, other kids. Um, and so for us, it became a little bit, um, more challenging trying to figure out how to, how do we discipline what's going to work with him and what's going to be effective. And I thought, you know, the word of the Lord is living and active. Yeah. So it's got to, it has to be rooted in God's word. Yeah. Um, and so just trying to, and, and I don't want to, I'm not painting a picture that the nemesis are floating around with their scrolls. And, <laughs> and Henry's like, I want a cookie. And I'm like, you can't have a cookie. Let's take a look at the word of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and I open up the scroll and, you know, talk about gluttony yeah. and overindulgence and overconsumption. And, you know, in an instance like that, it's like, no, dude, it's five o'clock and you're about to eat dinner in a half hour. So you can't cookie. have a cookie. Cookie sounds good. I haven't been craving cookies. What kind of cookie? Chocolate chip. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know what it is about a good homemade, specifically homemade chocolate chip cookie that you can just dunk in some milk and yeah. go to town. Holy yeah. cow. It's the flavor. It's the sugar. It's the... It's, the, it's joy. It's joy. It's joy. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to paint this picture that, you know, we're, we're just knocking this out of the park, right. you know, every time. Um, Rachel and I are constantly having to apologize to Henry and apologize to one another yeah. <laughs> because we, you know, we blow it as parents and... Sure. Um, but we we really do um, try to refer back to, to everything, and we'll have verses um, on a chalkboard. Yeah, and you know the verse on it uh, right now is "Rejoice in the Lord." It was the uh, Philippians four, yeah, four. Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, I'll say it again: rejoice. And so, even trying to use that when it's like it's time to leave the park. I don't want to leave the park. Hey, but remember what the Bible says: like we need to be rejoice. We need to be. We need to be thankful. We need to be grateful. I was telling Henry about contentment yesterday. I'm like, mm-hmm. buddy, you need to be, you know, let me teach you about contentment and being yeah. satisfied with what you have. You're always going to want more. Yeah. And he's he's been saying this thing lately. He's like, I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And I said, buddy, that's never going to go away. Yeah. We, we need to do what God wants us to do. Yeah. And right now it's time to leave the park. And that's, you know, mommy and daddy's decision. God has given us and tasked us with um, the job of taking care of you. And that means that you need to eat food and take a shower and go to bed. And if we stay much later, then you're going to go to bed too late. So just really trying to attach all of these things. And he's getting maybe 15% of what we're saying, but we're still planting those seeds. I think um, when they become teenagers um this really becomes yeah pivotal and i would encourage a friendship with your children um jesus you know, talking to the the disciples and in john saying you know I, I no longer call you servants but i call you i call you friends mm-hmm. nobody had more authority than god and remember yeah. god chooses to call us his children yeah. and he is love he his love is perfect yeah. and he reprimands us and he's he's close he He's in us. That's right. how close he is. He put his his spirit, which is fully God, mm-hmm. is in us. Mm-hmm. Like as much as we love our kids, like there's my I can't put my soul into, into Henry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not capable of doing that. Yeah. So you do whatever you can to get close to your children, um, but make sure that you're you know 
don't be so buddy buddy where like your kids like 16 and you're like you want to try a beer man right like don't do that like don't remember instruction in the lord obey your parents in the lord all these things need to be in the lord don't sacrifice don't try to be the cool parent you know, be like, hey, you want to watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> you know, it's like, no, let's not do that. Yeah. Still stick to the standards that, you know, the scriptures lay out. Yeah. But creating a safe space and creating safety for your kids to talk mm-hmm. to you is, is vitally important. And yeah. If you honor the Lord and you honor his word and you use his words to validate your words, yeah. then now you've got a foundation yeah. for something. That's good. So what advice would you give to parents who uh, struggle to like, you kind of get in those moments and you, you fall into those patterns of, of how you respond to your child, whether it's in a moment where they're mouthing off to you, or maybe it's a moment where they're just blatantly disobeying you. You know, uh, I mean, there's a lot of parents in, in where we're at with our kids, where Addison is, you know, she'll fall on the floor if she's not getting her way. And drives me nuts yeah you know and so you get in those moments it's it's hard to remember to calm down to to be able to respond in an appropriate way that isn't just you know reactionary reactionary exactly and so what advice would you give to parents who struggle with that and are just like you know i feel like again i'm on the outside of the situation it's not happening right now and i have all these optimistic thoughts about how i'm gonna be and then i get in that moment and it's just like i i don't know what it is but i I can't I, i can't seem to do what i want to do in those situations yeah, I think some of it um, is it's helpful to just know the limitations of kids. Mm. We put expectations on kids that they they cannot meet. Mm. They can't meet. Like yeah. uh, their brains aren't developed enough. They can't process emotion. Their prefrontal cortex isn't going to be developed until you know early twenties, w- where you start to go, okay, I can manage my emotions better. Uh, for teens, they're getting hormones, um, and and they're getting you know, all of these chemicals, you know, young men are getting testosterone and they're changing and, and, you know, uh, women's bodies begin to change at a young age. And so understanding that, you know, at 31, 32, 43, 55, you, you, you're just so much further down the road. Um, and you were precisely what they were Mm. at some point and you turned out okay. Right. So think so (laughs) managing expectations i think is really important um knowing that your child just has limits it would it teaching addison to not throw herself on the ground or henry not to throw himself on the ground you might as well be teaching them calculus like that's how much they're going to understand it they they cannot process internally everything's Mm -hmm. external everything is external and so having a proper expectation of your child is just incapable Mm -hmm. she came to you and she's like daddy and she just handed you a, a bag of fruit snacks. You wouldn't hand it back to her and be like, just open it. <laughs> you, you, oh my gosh. And you would open it yeah. and give it to her. And she'd be like, oh, thank daddy. <laughs> you know? Oh, totally. Huh. Yeah. And, and you would love to help her in that yeah. way. Um, because, and that would be feeding her maybe, yeah. you know, giving her something that she, she need. no one needs fruit snacks, but you get, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Parents, we need to feed our kids those emotions as well. Mm. So when they come to you with a breakdown, you can't just hand the breakdown back to them with your behavior. Yeah. You're just basically throwing the fruit snacks back in their lap and going, see, mm. <laughs> you can't do that. You got to help them open the package. And so your kid is having a response for a reason. Yeah. There is a reason. It's not a logical reason. Like you told them no, and they don't. it's logical in that they're not getting what they want. Right. And that never goes away. We still yeah. don't like that as adults. Um, so I think first thing would be um, understand that your child just has limitations. And when mm-hmm. you look at them, understand that they are doing 
all that they are capable of. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when this happens, you know, if it happens in public, all of a sudden, you know, parents start to get embarrassed. And so that, that, that heightens it, but kids are, kids are parrots. They're, they're going to mirror whatever it is you do. So the louder you get, the more stern you get, the harsher you get, you are not only teaching them that that's what you can do when, because they know you're not happy. So they go, okay, well, if I'm not happy, then I can do those same things. I can swing away. Yeah. How many times, you know, parents, uh, (laughs) they spank their kids and kid turns around hits the parent right back. Oh man. Like I thought this is what we were doing. Like this is how we handle, you know, um, being unhappy. Yeah. So try to figure out why you are frustrated. Are you frustrated mm-hmm. um because they're not they're not um doing what you want them to do? Um is it a safety issue? Yeah. And and it can never well up, you know, again if it's in public, it can't be embarrassment. Like any parent any parent that's looking at another kid that's having a meltdown it does not feel bad for the kid. Yeah. They feel bad for the parent. Because yeah. they've, they're like, we've been there, right? You know, they know that you had the audacity to say no to something yeah. that they weren't getting their way. Um, <clears throat> and then try to, if you can, uh, talk at their level. Yeah. That's just the, one of the things we've been doing with Henry lately is like literally whispering to him. Um, and it has just been like, uh, we had uh, people over yesterday, um, for 4th of July. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to, he didn't want to share. Mm. I bought sparklers for everybody. Yeah. Um, my nieces were over and my sister was over. And so they were all going to do sparklers. Yeah. And so I'm like, can you hand these to the girls? He goes, no, I want to do all of them myself. Mm. And so I got down on his level, eye to eye. I think it's really important as well for, for little ones. And I said, well, buddy, we need to, daddy bought these for, for everybody. You know, you need to share. And then he started getting, really upset and crying. Mm-hmm. And so I, I brought my, the timbre down even more. And I was like, come here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did you buy these with your money? Mm-hmm. He's like, no. I said, daddy did. Mm-hmm. And daddy wants to share with everybody. I, and if you, if you won't share with everybody, then I'm not going to share with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't we give any whisper back? He's like, I'll share. <laughs> and, and so like, it, it's just that mirroring, yeah. um, is really important. So yeah, just keeping the temperature down. If you feel the rage start, walk away. Yeah, that's good. That is huge. Not enough parents walk away. Yeah. Fatty's, you know, thrown a tantrum. I've walked away from Henry so many <laughs> I've walked out of the room and told Rachel, I'm like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and I walk out of the room. Yeah. Um, because I know I can feel right. It's a rage. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm holding this poor little kid, to, you know, a standard that he cannot, he cannot meet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, uh, that would be my advice. I think, um, really understand good. that they're, they cannot do what you're asking them to do. They're yeah. incapable of it. It really doesn't good. mean that you don't ask because they, they will learn through mm-hmm. repetition. You still ask, but you cannot demand. Right. They kiss. They can't, they cannot give you what they want. You know, they can't open their own fruit snacks. Yeah, that's really good. How in the world are they going to manage their own emotions? Right. Um, that's so good. Under, understand, you know, talk talk at their level. Understand mm. why you're upset. Like, are you really upset because you feel disrespected? Yeah. You know, and who are you? You know, like, really, I'm not sorry, am I? Listen, this is a kid. <laughs> like, get over yourself. They need yeah. your help. Yeah. They need your help to, to, to manage these things. That's and good. then, um, yeah, just keep that, keep the temperature down. And that's then really four is just walk away Yeah. if you can't do it. As long as, I mean, if they're obviously, if they're outside or something yeah. like that, don't walk away or yeah. if you're in a public place. Yeah. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> I just can't handle this I right now. I hope you like Giant Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, that's super helpful. The other question that I think a lot of people naturally have, and, and you see this debated like in social media, people say stuff about this, but how do you, and this is for older kids, maybe, maybe, uh, teenagers, that kind of thing. How do you, um, what is the balance of discipline? You know, and it, well, uh, I'll say it this way. I think a lot of parents have that fear of shutting down honesty, shutting down communication. Right, right, right. And you came to me, uh, you were honest about, uh, you know, and we'll say it in terms of what the Bible says, you sinned and you were honest to me. You sinned against me, you disobeyed me, or you sinned against someone else and you ultimately sinned against the Lord. You came to me and it was my responsibility to discipline you for that. Some people would be afraid of, well, they were honest with me. I want to reward that honesty. I don't want to shut that down. Yeah. And ultimately, I think a lot of people, it's very worldly. Uh, argument to say, well, you're not supposed to discipline them. You're supposed to, you know, help them or whatever. They made a mistake. It's not up to you to discipline them or to tell them they're wrong, whatever. Um, you're not supposed to judge your child. Um, and if you, if you respond with discipline, why would they ever be honest with you again? You know, so how, how do you think through that and how, how, how might you help a parent who's struggling through with you know, that. So I think it is situation to situation, um, obviously depending on whatever the grievance was, We've got this instruction um, from scripture, you know, how many times should I forgive? Mm. Seven? Seven times? Nah, 70 times seven. Yeah. So what's 70 times seven? Four, four, four hundred. Bad at math. <laughs> four hundred on meds. So I think, I think it's what, 490? I hope it right? is. That'd be cool for you to be able to just. Well, we'll see. Maybe this is a skill that I need. <laughs> this is the skill that yeah. you should. I'd <laughs> like math. to be good at math. Yeah. So, seven, so 70 times 7 is 490. Uh -huh. um, and people will see that and they'll read that and they'll go, see, it's basically endless. Yeah. And I see that and I say, there's a limit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big limit, mm -hmm. but eventually there needs to be discipline. Yeah. So if you've got a child uh, that is breaking curfew, Mm. And this is, you know, the sixth time that they've broke curfew and, um, you, you knew it, you know, you, maybe you went to bed, but you, you had a feeling and you asked them the next morning, like, Hey, were you home by midnight? And they're like, eh, no. And you're like, okay. So this is the sixth time you've done this. There is, there is a limit yeah. where you choose to extend grace in those early uh, moments of indiscretion by a, a teen. Mm-hmm you know, uh, is in, in toddlers different. I mean, they're all, sure. they're all kind of different. Yeah. Um, that's, that really depends on the situation and in the gravity of what they did. Like if they're breaking the law, um, you know, they're going to be if, if underage drinking, for example, like right. that's, a, that's a really big thing. Yeah. Like where were you drinking at the party? Yeah, I was drinking. Okay. Well, you know, you're underage. Yeah. And, and Romans 13 says that we are to submit to the governing authorities. And the governing authorities have said that t age 21 is when you're able to drink. Right. And so you broke the law. You can't break the law. Do you understand if you got caught, you know, you'd be fine, maybe even arrested um, for, <coughs> for underage. Right. So with something like that, where they're not just violating God's law, they're violating man's law, and man's law doesn't disagree with God's law, um, it, you might want to drop the hammer because if they do that again, yeah, you know, there needs to be a pressure point applied so that they go, eh, maybe I shouldn't do that right. again. In the modality with which you choose, whether it's the removal of a car, if they have yeah. one, or mm -hmm. you can't go to these parties or whatever it is, that's, again, it depends on the kid. Yeah. You got to find out your kid's currency. Mm. That's that's the thing. Figure out what what 
what is monetized mm. for them? What's the thing that they just need? Yeah. Um, and then you, you apply pressure in that, that area. Yeah. So we're called to, to forgive 70 times seven. And again, people are like, wow, that basically means you always have to forgive and you do always need to forgive and not saying that forgiveness doesn't mean discipline. But I think in this, we're just like going to forgive our kid and just kind of move on. Right. Forgiveness and discipline are not, they're not um, opposites right. from one another. Yeah. Um, they, they can go hand in hand, yeah. i.e. the Lord. Yeah. That's what he does for us. Yeah. So, so there is a limit. Um, I think, you know, with, with a teen in particular, it just depends on specifically what they are, what they are doing to reward honesty, you know, I think can be beneficial again. Uh, you, we do this with Henry sometimes I'm like, buddy, did, you know, was that a green choice or a red choice? Yeah, <laughs> that was a red choice. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, you should be, there's consequences for red choices, but I'm going to extend grace to you. We've talked about this. Do you know what mm-hmm. grace is? And then you can use that as a teaching moment for right. your kid. Yeah. Um, if you told your kid to, you know, clean their room and they didn't clean their room, you know, can you look the other way? Or if they come to you and they're like, hey, listen, um, I smoked a cigarette at, at a party mm-hmm. and, you know, they're underage. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you do with that? I think again, breaking breaking man's law is. Yeah. You want to get ahead of that. Oh, for if sure. You start, yeah. If they start setting patterns of, right. you know, breaking the law, then yeah. you're going to wind up doing a lot of court dates, uh, yeah. which is not a good thing. But yeah, I think just again, even uh, even as you as you decide discipline, I think it's good to discuss um, discipline with your kid. Yeah. Um, and let them know, you know. Sometimes, sometimes the worst thing is waiting. Yeah. And so that might be enough yeah. for your kid, depending on it. You know, the kids are going to ask, you know, am I in trouble? Well, you know, let me think about this. Let me pray about it. Let me yeah. go to God's word and yeah. let it sit yeah. for a day or so. That's good. Um, let them stew. Yeah. And that anticipation might be, you'll know <laughs> if it's enough, if they're in the bathroom nonstop. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that might be enough. Yeah. And then if it's something a little bit heavier then yeah, yeah. I think moving forward and, yeah. and doing that would be helpful. That's really good. And I think you, you kind of touched on that a little bit, even in the last question that I asked about like dealing with the toddler and stuff. And there's some challenge you, you talked about waiting and going back to that other age group of dealing with toddlers and stuff. It, it feels like, you know, Addison is at this point where she's remembering a lot. And mm-hmm. so she's not so much at that point, but like Jude is at this point where I just feel like, you know, if we're not addressing things in the moment, yeah, that you he have did to that thing. Kids, yeah. It's like, what, what are we going to, you know? And so that's, that's one thing that was interesting as you were talking, I was thinking about that too. Cause again, that's my point of reference right now is right. I've got the younger kids. Um, well, research shows that, I mean, everything you read is like you, discipline has to be immediate. Right. If you're out in public and you're looking at a three-year-old, and yeah. like when we get home, we're gonna talk. I've made this mistake with Henry. Yeah. By the time we get home, they're like, you know, can I play in the sprinkler? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they've moved on, and then yeah. it's you know they've they're not gonna understand. No. Um, you know, cause and effect and right. bad behavior discipline. It's gonna yeah. be so confusing for them. Yeah. But I think figuring out like you know what you do in the public setting can be really challenging right? Um, because you know, whatever their currency is um, sometimes, you know, removal from the situation is the way to go. Like you've, yeah. if you've like, if you're at the park, for example, and they're just being disobedient, mm-hmm. picking them up, 
and leaving the park, like taking away the thing that you're doing. Yeah. You know, if you're at a, a grocery store and they're losing it, mm-hmm. um, that's a little bit more challenging because it's like, you need to get, you need to get the groceries yeah, and, right, and they're losing yeah. it. And so, um, at that point, I think, you know, <laughs> threats <laughs> are, are, you know, pretty much all you have, yeah. um, where you can't necessarily do anything in the moment. Yeah. Uh, because it'll just like if they're eating a sucker and they're biting it and you're like, stop biting the sucker and you know, you could choke and they keep it, you, right. you rip that sucker away. It's just gonna, but saying something along the lines of like, if you don't stop, you're not going to get any more suckers. Yeah. Like that's still a form of discipline and, yeah. and it's a threat, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it needs to be something that you follow through with. And one yeah. of the worst things you can do as a parent is not follow through with what you say. Yeah. I, I've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. I've made crazy. Oh, <laughs> crazy wild threats to Henry. You know, yeah. what I say to him the other day, <laughs> he is nonstop jumping on his bed yeah. and he's going to break it. Yeah. And I don't want to buy another bed. Yeah. And so I've told him no less than a thousand times, stop jumping on your bed. And I looked at him and I said, if you jump on this bed one more time, I'm going to take your bed, put it in the garbage and you will sleep on the floor. Now. I'm not doing that. It's not even worth the effort. Not even worth the effort. My back hurts thinking about it, you know? And then talk about wasting money. It'd be cheaper to buy a new bed yeah. <laughs> at this point. And he laughed at me. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, this guy, I tell you, this guy's got jokes, right? <laughs> okay. Like like, like camping? <laughs> like He was excited about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't don't make wild threats. Yeah. Make reasonable threats. Yeah. Um, you know, if you keep jumping on your bed, then no screen tomorrow. Yeah. No TV, no phone. Henry loves his iPad. Yeah. Um, because he likes to take movies. Yeah. He likes to take video. Yeah. And he's got this fake YouTube channel <laughs> where he's got subscribers and he's talking to the subscribers and doing that whole thing. And That's awesome. um, so if I threaten to take that away, sometimes threats yeah. are all you're left with, but make sure it's a threat you can follow through with. Yeah, that's good. Make sure that it's not overcorrecting. Yeah. Like Henry jumping on his bed and me saying you're going to lose your iPad for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, or have no iPad tomorrow. It's probably the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Yeah. Um, but you're going to make that, you know, choice as a parent. Yeah. This is a, we're at the point with Henry where he, it's, he's, you know, done it so many times. It's like, yeah. Dude, you are going to lose your iPad for this because now this is just outright disobedience. Yeah. So some of it is just he's five and a half, and it's just right. it's literally reflex. Right. He stands on the bed, flip, flip. Yep. Years of watching Power Rangers. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So <laughs> he's all that gyrating he, we don't he, like. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he can't help it. He yeah. Can't help it. And so yeah. sometimes I'll be like one more, just yeah. one more flip, and set set parameters. Yeah. Um, you know, it, kids are notoriously. Um, bad at leaving and stopping things mm. one more time this yeah. is again yeah um you know it's okay to give a little bit in those areas yeah. and say one more time but after this it needs to be done yeah i think it's okay to show some flexibility yeah. um you don't want to be too too rigid mm-hmm. unless again it's something that you know if you've got to get somewhere else and you don't have time then that's right. okay to do those things but yeah disciplining in the moment for younger kids teens is a different story yeah but even where really becomes challenging is particularly what we talked about with the parents that walk into my office that have kids that are in their thirties. Right. And are, um, you know, living a lifestyle that is dangerous, harmful, sinful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How do you even speak into that right. at all? And, um, yeah. 
because you can't threaten them. They're adults. They're probably out of your house at this right. point. They may be married. They may have their own children. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a career. They don't need your money. They don't, yeah. you know. Um, so it's really important to establish that friendship yeah. early on. Yeah, provide good. a safe space for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't, ah, I'm going to misquote this. I can't remember which one it is. Um, there is a psalm out there that let me just look it up do it what do you want to talk about while i'm doing this well i was uh, you said um make reasonable you know uh warnings basically of you know don't be unreasonable and i think about that a lot with uh you know it just occurred to me is like you know this is how it is with the kids already with my kids you know if you if you bluff they will call you on your bluff yeah every time uh so learning to make those reasonable warnings and have reasonable consequences that you'll actually be able to follow through with. Another thing I think about is, um, and, and you kind of spoke to this a little bit of, of let's be flexible and let's know where our kids are at. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in terms of, you know, one more time or, you know, a couple more minutes. And we found that that's hugely effective with Addison because uh, bedtime, oh, you know, if it's time worse. to take, turn <laughs> Daniel Tiger off or whatever, um, it's really helpful to say, okay, baby, we're going to watch for one more minute or, all right, baby, uh, let's play for two more minutes and I'll set a timer on my phone. And when this sound goes off, we know it's time. Uh, and that's been really effective. The other thing that has been helpful for me is remembering not to create, um, uh, obedience slash disobedience moments with my children that are unreasonable. And this can be as simple as something like, uh, Hey, give me a hug versus would you like to give me a hug? Yeah. Because there's stuff like that where all of a sudden you're creating a moment of disobedience over something that's not anything important. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that she will think about it that way, but eventually it will, it, it if she gets old enough, she, that's how it sounds. I'm, you know, if I, if I get home from work and I say, would you like to give me a hug? And she says, no, well, she hasn't disobeyed me. Yeah. She's just being honest about her feelings, right. you know, and maybe she doesn't want to be touched or, you know, like that. But if I say, Hey, give me a hug. And she says, no, that's disobedience. I told her to do something. She's not doing it, but that doesn't address where she's actually at in her feelings and her emotions and stuff. And it's unreasonable yeah. uh, to put. It's and good. so that's it's a really, really simplistic good. example, but I think you know, we example. have to remember those things of, yeah. are you creating rules where there don't need to be rules? Are you, cre- and I do this all the time where, <laughs> where Jude is doing something or Addison's doing something like they're jumping off of the fireplace like we have a little uh at the around the base of our fireplace is just like maybe a six inch uh brick you know, yeah thing, whatever ledge, you know right. yeah a little ledge addison loves jumping off of that and you know uh it freaked me out because i'm just like i don't know something's gonna happen she you're gonna crack your head right, yeah course, you're, yeah. you're gonna literally your arms and legs it's are gonna fall off watching right, <laughs> you know? right. um but she'll be doing something like that or judah will be doing something like that and i forget that they're kids and that they they're just gonna do stuff right and i'm like don't do that and sarah's just like is it a big deal and i'm like no right <laughs> you yeah, know where it's just right. like am i just being a crotchety old man like ah, right. don't don't act like a kid around right. me right. you know what i mean so I'm we have a to profit be... <laughs> from the future you will crack your head open like all right yeah right yeah. where you're just or or for whatever reason you're like that's how i am i think i can lean into or i can I can just have a bent towards that's disorderly or that that feels chaotic to me so we're not going to do that versus being like well they're also 
one yeah. and two. Yeah. So it's a balance. Like, uh, you know, we've got a patio, concrete patio in yeah. the back and, um, Henry was running through the sprinkler yeah. and I said, don't run in this patio. You'll slip and fall. Right. And what did he do? He ran on the patio and he slipped fell and, fell. and whacked his head on the Oof. concrete. And, um, so there's like being an adult, like I've, done, I've already done that. Like right. I've already yeah, slipped yeah. and fallen on a patio and yeah. I've been like, uh, I remember in 1936 yeah. when I slipped on the patio. <laughs> and, and so it was like, dude, this is going to happen. And then, yeah. and then it happened. Um, but, you know, it's hard to know where those points of danger yeah. are. And that's the, another thing, guys, is this, is this going to cause physical harm? Yeah, right? for sure. You know, like, um, or, or is, it, is it disrespectful or damaging of property? Yeah. Poor stewardship of these yeah. things. You know, I, we want, I wanted Henry to be, we've talked about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, my dad was very particular about the walls and the house right, and all this yeah. stuff. And, you know, I'm just like, just do, do your thing. Don't be destructive. Like I'm not handing him a crayon and be like, give me a Picasso. And yeah. like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. And if I saw him, I'd be like, don't do that on the wall. Yeah. But yeah. he's got this, um, thing he's been carrying around. He wanted like a broom set. Oh yeah. And it came with, uh, this, hot red um, base that's wood yeah. and then a wooden stick that goes in it and then the stuff just hangs from it. Yeah. And so he got rid of the broom and he just walks around with this thing. It's a fan <laughs> or a plunger or whatever it is. And there are just red lines on our wall. Oh, the man. other day he's like, it's on the carpet now. <laughs> I was like, how? How is it even possible? Um, so he says, hey, dude, like, don't be don't yeah. be destructive and that kind of stuff. But that's super good, not making rules. Where yeah. Well, I think about that too with like our dining table. It's like it, <laughs> Addison's pouring water out on it, and right. it's just like, well, that's not good for the wood. <laughs> right. Or right. or yeah. she's she's coloring with her crayons, and she's off the paper, and and it's just like, I there's this balance between hey, <laughs> we got kids, so right. stuff is not going to stay prim and proper the way it would if it was just adults, you yeah. know. So where's that? Like, are you going to create a, a life of like just strictness right. about every little thing and everything being uptight or are you going to allow some you know some leeway for the reasonableness of having toddlers yeah. you know and so that's something i've been struggling it's a through kid and eating trying to catch find up yeah it's exactly. going to wind up everywhere yeah exactly like right. that kind of stuff it's yeah. like judas didn't sin because food got on the wall right uh, right. He just—that's just not how it is. No. Like that's not a thing. He's yeah. one. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's frustrating. We don't like right. it. We try and we try and correct it. Like, hey, buddy, don't do that. You know, yeah. how much of that does he really understand? None of it. Right. Or maybe a teeny tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. He thinks it's funny. Like there have been times where I'm saying, like, nobody, don't do that. Get down, and he'll get down, and and we're like, hey, good job. And so he's like, oh, cool. Where well, this is a game, so I'm gonna go back and do that thing again. I'm like, right. no, right. You know. And so you have to figure out how do you how do you communicate that in a way that's reasonable, um, and also where's the line between you know, am I am I being reasonable out? Is this really something that's that right. big of a deal, or yeah. is it just something that I don't like and I need to get? You over don't want to have to clean up later, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, so. I get it. So uh, Psalm 103, um, you know, as it relates to, you know, disciplining our kids, um, verse 10 says, well, I'll go back. Let's, the, well, this is all good. My goodness. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll resign myself to starting at verse 8. <laughs> the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. 
He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, Mm. nor repay us according to our iniquities. God doesn't punish us for all of our sins. He just will forgive, and it won't always be reaping and sowing. And so if God does not deal with us according to our sins, we cannot deal with our children according to their sins and our and, and their iniquities. Um, we need to train them, but sometimes they need a, sometimes they need to pass. A one-year-old is still a person mm. and he has good days and bad days. Yeah. And that may be based on gas <laughs> at one yeah. uh, or 43, you know, <laughs> but I have bad days because of yeah. gas. <laughs> oh yeah. Everybody does. <laughs> right. Gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> Guitar joke. Yes. Um, he he's he's a person. Yeah, he's gonna have bad days. Henry's a person. Yeah, I'm I'm 43. I have good days, bad days, days where I'm just like, man, I'm just in a funk for some reason. Yeah. you know, I'm not yeah. as hungry today as I was yesterday. I mean, it's just yeah. But you, how old are you? 43. 43. Okay. And then I think about Judah, my one year old. He has significantly less life experience to be able to deal with that bad day, and I remind right. myself all the time. This might actually be the worst day of his life. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. So shouldn't that shouldn't that cause me to have more grace with him, right. to be more merciful right. with him? Help him with the fruits next, man. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. Help him <laughs> unpack good. that stuff. That'll be your that'll be your parenting book. <laughs> right. The fruit snacks right. of life or something like that. Right. <laughs> and now the author of Help Him with the Fruit Snacks, <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, I always want to do announce an author, and here I am doing it. And this guy says to me, you know, uh, announce me like this, right? He's he's the author of the fruit snack book. And so I looked at him and I says, you know who else is a bit of a fruit snack? My uh, buddy uh, Pete over there. He's an orange tree. Okay, have fun, kids. New Yorkie. It's, it's 80s mm, New York. <laughs> I don't know if this is because I'm sick. I don't know if it's just, <laughs> you know, I'm scrounging to What kind of response should I have? Yeah, I'm taking a step silence. back. I'm trying to step out of the the situation and be slow to respond. I want. I want to be slow to anger. No, you don't get it. I you want can't to be, be angry. Vinny, <laughs> Vinny is an '80s New York comic. <laughs> I'll explain this. Uh, Slick back hair, leather jacket, probably two three buttons open. Mm, that's true. I wore a button up shirt on Sunday, and the second button seemed too high. Really, but. When I unbuttoned it, it seemed to Tom Selleck. <laughs> and I came to Rachel and I'm like, can I do, can I have the one button unbuttoned? Yeah. And yeah. she's like, I don't know, button the other one up. She's like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be, you know, distracting Yeah. Uh, with that. Yeah. And then I come in and I see David. Yeah. And he's just, yeah. He's just Hasselhoffed all the way, like mid. It's like down to his belly button. <laughs> it was down to his belly button. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? <laughs> What color is that? That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, if David's doing it, then I don't want to do it. Man, if oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man, if I could pull off any look, it'd be Tom Selleck. That mustache, like he was like the king of the eighties. Yeah. He's still got it going on. He does. Yeah. And it is still jet black. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with uh Tom Selleck. No. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Tom Celery. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Close friend. Of Vinny. I, I right. <laughs> I worked with a, a guy that had a, he was probably in his mid sixties and he had a mustache and it was just yeah. jet, jet black. Really? And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, yeah. you dying that thing? And he, uh, he said, uh, waterproof mascara. 
Are you serious? He had a uh, women's obviously waterproof mascara right. that he would brush on the mustache. Wow. And he's like, you don't believe me? And he pulled it out. Dude just owned it. Yeah. He wasn't like, this is natural. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> he's just like, oh no, I'm a liar. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it was like a Sharpie. Wow. Like, I think it was just dark, but yeah. Yeah. It's like Freddie Mercury right. kind of and, stash. And I'm like waterproof. He's like, you know, when I drink. Well, it doesn't, you know, come off. Like, That's oh. got to smell so bad, that being right under your nose. I don't know. I imagine you get used to it. I guess. I mean, say people can't smell their own breath. Yeah. But other people can smell it. So Sometimes you can smell your own breath, though. Boy, that's... Every once in a while. You know it's bad. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about something important at one point. Well, <laughs> God forgiving uh, our sins and then, yeah. you know, um, not punishing us for all of our sins. And so yeah. as parents, making sure that we're not doing that for, for our kids as well. Yeah. This goes beyond parenting though. Yeah. Right. It, it goes, it's not just a, a parent child relationship. It's a boss, uh, you know, subordinate relationship. It's coworkers, it's friends, it's family, Yeah. you know, just making allowance for one another's faults. Yeah. That includes everybody. Yeah. And, um, they're with kids. It's, it's their fault and it's not their fault. Mm. It's both. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it difficult is to figure out, is this defiance or is this wiring? Yeah. Is this, is this just, is it impossible for them? Yeah. And is it, you know, am I asking too much of them or is, are they just being, you know, a punk? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> being a little punk. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, we got a punk over here. Shay. It's good. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's it. Wow. Well, really we have good. burned through a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We've got, we don't have time. We don't. I have. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna, this is this is it. Is, Beep boop. Is there is there any particular thing yeah. that you'd want to hit really quick? For let like me a let me hit this two? real quick. Um, yeah, rather quickly. Uh, the verse that I omitted from the King of Hearts series was uh, Matthew six twenty one, and. Um, I'll start in 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So that's a really well-known scripture. Yeah, definitely. And I think because of what precedes it, we often think in material terms. Um, And that's not... It's not a bad way to think of it. I think that's the, I think that's maybe the best way to translate that is mm-hmm. don't up, accumulate a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I think what people often think is that where your treasure is there, your heart will be also is meaning that's where your desires are going to be. Mm-hmm. That's where your emotions are going to be. Um, but I think the better way to understand heart in that context is, is heart equals commitment. Mm-hmm. That's where your commitments are going to be. Think about if you, uh, have a house. Mm. Think about the commitment it is to own a home, yeah. not just financially, but right. all the time. Yep. I'm not saying that home ownership is bad and or good. Right. I'm just saying is is if your commitment is somewhere, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to spend money on. You and I talked about gear. We're committed to being guitar players. We're committed to having good tone. Yeah. So you spend money on gear. If yeah. you're committed to, um, you know, wanting to provide a, a home yeah. and have the investment of a home, then then that's where your money is going to go. But your commitment can go beyond money. And this is part of what I wanted to open up with this. 
is there are other things that we're committed to that have nothing to do with money. Yeah. We're committed to sports. Mm. We're committed to, to um, you know, I would say the watching of sports and TV. We're uh, committed to our appearance. Mm-hmm. We're committed to uh, social media. Yeah. So there's other currency out there. Speaking of currency, there's other currency out there yep. for us. And in, in, in wherever your treasure is, is where your heart will be, wherever your um, currency of time is, that's where your commitment is going to be. And so wanting to challenge us as a church and as people to figure out what do we want to be committed to? Mm. At the end of the day, do we want to be committed to the pursuit of vanity? Mm. Do we want to be uh, committed to the pursuit of money? or the pursuit of career, or even the pursuit of parenting. Like how much should our children consume our lives? How much effort are we putting in? Is there a better way to bring balance to that? Mm. What's our level of effort if you're a, a person that's married with children? What's your level of effort to your kids based on the level of effort to, towards your wife or your husband? Like that investment's still important. And so I have so much more to say about this, but we're running out of time. Um, This is meaning not just the stuff, not just your stuff. It's whatever you value, whatever you value. Treasure is valuable. Yeah. Whatever you value is what you're going to be committed to. If you value your appearance, you're going to spend time on it. Yeah. If you value um, literature, you're going to read it. Right. If you value movies, you're going to watch them. If you value money, Mm -hmm. you're going to pursue it. Yeah. If you value God, then then your commitment will be to him. Yeah. You'll spend your time mm-hmm. and your talent and your treasure. That those three T's that we talk about. Yeah. That's where that the bulk of that would would go. Yeah. Um and again, I have much more to say on this. I do want to read Luke twelve, twenty two. Um, this is the mere passage of this. And yeah. Luke um gives us a really interesting uh, ending to this or beginning of this um, he sets it up uh, a little bit different yeah. and uh, this is one of those sections where it's like Jesus says the same thing but Luke's just recording different details and yeah. we talked about this if you and I went to a restaurant and yeah. you know did you guys have fun what did you eat what did you do what did you talk right. about um, yeah. so 12 uh, starting in verse 22 um, Jesus said, and he said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or drink, nor your body, what you will put on for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. He goes on to talk about all of that. And then he goes on in verse uh, 32 to say, fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, sell your possessions and give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail where no thief approaches and no moth destroys for where Mm. your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The instruction there, think about the rich young ruler, is get rid of your stuff. If your stuff is causing too much of a commitment, if you find that your mind, your time, your energy, your stress is coming from stuff, simplifying. Yeah. <clears throat> According to um, the American Psychological Association, they did a survey back in um, May of this year, and they found that 72% of Americans are stressed about money. Mm. 72% of Americans. And they're stressed about money mainly 
because they've overextended. They've decided certain things are valuable and they're they're willing to put themselves under stress to have these things. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're shifting your commitment and your heart is being consumed by the treasure and your commitment. So that is the incredibly brief and Cliff's Notes version yeah. of that. Um, maybe when I return, good. we can open that up a little bit more. Let me just tell you what's going to happen. Uh, I am, this uh, podcast will not air um, this week it's going to air next week. So when you're hearing this, a week will have gone by. Jared, um, will put out a Facebook message, just a reminder, no podcast for yeah. <clears throat> 4th of July weekend yeah. or week. And then, uh, I'll be out for, um, three weeks mm-hmm. and, um, Mark is going to be pre- preaching and Mark will be co-hosting yeah. guest, guest co-hosting yeah. the atrium with Jared. Um, so, I will not be back until sometime in August. So, yeah. Vinny, may you rest in peace. <laughs> he ain't dead. Well, he was never alive. Well, it's true. He's alive in our hearts. He is. Um, <laughs> just rest then. <laughs> yeah, you just do whatever it is you're doing still. Um, but in the meantime, please uh, send questions in. We, yeah. We are, again, the questions have slowed down quite a bit. We'd love to keep this going, yeah. um, this this format going. But yeah, we're also willing to do whatever the Lord wants. Um, yeah, for so, sure. But yeah. if you do have questions, you can email the podcast at podcast at hopechristianchurch.com or you can text your question to 440-HOPE-222. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That was fancy. Yeah. That was a nice little like, flourish. Yes. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. I went in sync with it at the end. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Or was that Michael Jackson? It was something. That was more. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blend of a lot starting of things. Starting to meow. It's meow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> meow. That's good. Let's just meow for the next two minutes and then just end the podcast. But I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> no. Meow, meow, meow. All right. Meow. Thank you for. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Submit your questions, and we'll see you next time. See you in a month. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.